we are alive. I'd like to invite your attention this morning into the book of Genesis, uh, the second chapter in the book of Genesis. Uh, on last week we talked about the training ground. We talked about hearing that voice that was going to be behind you, making sure that you made the right decisions and as you heard the voice. Now, uh, this morning we're going to talk about the voice. And this morning we're going to talk about the voice. And it's just so important to, to get in the Word of God and, and be ready and, and be prepared. Genesis chapter number 2. And we're going to start at verse number 15 in the book of Genesis. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you now. We thank you, Lord God, for giving us an opportunity and giving us the privilege once again to, to declare your word before your people. Now, Father God, we just pray that your Holy Spirit, who is the teacher, that he will come and he will teach us. And all things that we need to know, he will reveal to us the thing, those things. Now, Father God, I ask that you just hide me behind the cross. For God, I'm just flesh. There's nothing about me that's great. But, Lord God, it's to you that, that dwells within that, that is great. And that's the name we want to exalt. It's your name. And so, Father God, we ask now that you just take your word and you just expound on your word to your people as you have expounded to me. And, Lord, we thank you for it and we give you praise and give you glory. In Jesus' name, amen and amen and amen. We'd like to acknowledge those that are listening uh, by means of uh, streaming live and through some means of technology. We do want to say that now, where before we weren't able to uh, listen to Sermon.net from your uh, phones, now you're able to because of the new system that we have. As long as this is an Android phone, you can pull up the message there. So uh, we're thankful to God because that means the audience the people that we're reaching are, are, are much greater. And so, therefore, we'd like to uh, put a shout-out to our churches in Africa. and We just thank and praise God for them. Um, been in contact, and they have received one of the packages. I think maybe they received the Bibles that were sent. Uh, it took about five or six weeks before they got, before it got there. But we're thankful and we're grateful. So now, and to the Word, Genesis chapter number 2. Um, I guess before we go to chapter number 2, we want to read uh, Genesis chapter 3. And we're going to read some verses in 3, and then we'll go back to chapter number 2. Uh, Genesis chapter number 3, beginning at verse number 8. Verse number 8. It says, And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord, God amongst the trees of the garden. And the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden. He playing hooky, wasn't he? Huh. And he said, And I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. And he said, Who told thee that thou was naked? Hast thou eaten of the tree whereof I commanded thee that thou shouldest not eat? Talking about the voice. Oftentimes we, we fail to, to be at that meeting place uh, at one point in our life that we had established with God. Not realizing that comes a time when he calls for us and he expects us to be at that place where we had um, sat down and we communed with him. So he calls our name and he wants to know where are we? Because sometimes because of situations and circumstances that we will not meet God at that place anymore. Amen. Sometimes when things happen in our life, 
we will find uh, uh, some reason not to spend that time with God. Now, let's look at some things and get some things established in Genesis chapter number 2, uh, beginning at verse number 15. Beginning at verse number 15 in Genesis chapter number 2, because we want to talk about the voice, the voice. Genesis chapter number 2. Now, reading verse number 15, it says, And the Lord God took the man, and he put him into the garden of Eden, to dress it and to keep it. Hmm. The Lord God, he took the man and he put him in the garden of Eden. Now, first thing we have to establish is that the garden is our soul. The garden is our soul. Eden means delight. So what God does, he takes our soul, he takes that man, he takes our soul, and he places it in in his delight, in his delight. Then the next thing he says, he, he dressed it and, uh, uh, and to keep it. He gives, he gives us an instructions. When, when, when God created mankind, he gave instructions. It's the same as it is with us today. God gives us instructions about keeping our soul. That there's a purpose and there's a reason why he tells us to dress our soul and to keep it. Now, the word dress there, I, I kind of look at that definition because, see, the first responsibility that mankind has to God is our relationship. The first priority is our relationship with God. So he tells us to, to dress our soul. He, said, he tells us to keep our soul. And so I, I looked up the word, and it talked about uh, how to, uh, as far as dressing our soul. Now, the word dress, it, it, we would... Think and as it uh, has normally been uh, taught, it, it meant to uh, to serve or to till. But there was another meaning there in the Hebrew, and which I found amazing. And that word was worshiper. Dress not only means to serve or to till our soul, or to 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 make sure we keep our old weeds out of our soul, out of our hearts. Because sometimes we can allow weeds uh, uh, to grow up, and it will choke out the good things that God has for us. Now, as a worshiper, and I thought to the Lord, I said, now God, that word worship there is very interesting. Why in, 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 in the Hebrew would you also say that word there means to dress, means to worship, as a worshiper? One of the things that when God created mankind, he looked for someone that would worship him. So therefore, we are worshipers. And I'll show you how important worship is and, uh, and, and why so many people fail to do that and do not understand why it's essential to worship God. Now, let's look at uh, Matthew chapter number 4 to see why our worship is so important. Now, remember, keep your hand there. Uh, keep your place in Genesis. So we want to look at about our worship. Our worship. Why is it so important? And, you know, when he also told us to not only to, to dress it, which means the worshiper, but he said to keep it. Now, that word keep there means to guard or protect or to be a watchman. So he said to us, he said, now we need to be watchmen over our worship. And because, remember now, our first uh, 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 instructions uh, God gave to mankind is, is it's about our relationship. 
So by us being worshipers, he tells us be watchmen, be on God about our worship. And this is the reason why. When we go to Matthew chapter number 4, and this is a very familiar scripture. It's where uh, Christ was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, and he was there to be tempted by the devil. And you know all the things that Satan presented to Christ, right? There were so many things that he presented there. But there's a key thing here that he also presented uh, uh, to Christ. Now, uh, looking at verse number 8 in Matthew chapter 4, I won't read all the others, but the significant part is about the worship. Now, looking at uh, Matthew chapter number 4, verse number 8, he says, Again, the devil taketh him up into the exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them. You know, we get excited about stuff, right? But look at this, this key thing he says here in verse number 9. And he said unto him, All these things will I give thee. He's talking about um, the kingdoms of this world, of this world. He wasn't talking about the, the heavenly realm. He, he was talking about the kingdoms of this world. And then he talked about the glory that comes with it. And the reason why he wanted to give it to him, because he knew he had already tricked first, uh, the first Adam. So now he's trying to trick the second Adam, who is Christ. But look what he wants him to do. If thou will fall down and do what? Worship me. You see, Satan is after your worship. So it's all about that. You remember Dr. Manley, he preached about the your private ministry. So he's after that private ministry that you and the Lord has together. He's after that relationship because, see, in private ministry, you begin to worship God. You begin to adore God. You begin to praise God. You begin to glorify God. So Satan does not want us. He wants us to come in here today mad. Can I get in here? He wants us to come in here mad. You know why? So you can miss what God is trying to say. See, he don't want you to hear the voice. Because God says, now, it's important because your, your relationship with him is the most important thing that you can have. The people come secondary. Now, your private ministry is what's the most important. So if he can get you to shut your ear down, that means you're going to miss what you need. Amen? So you'll miss what you need. And when, when time comes, when, think about what happened with Laverne and her son. It could have been her son that lost his life. But if, if I'm going to go back to this again. And I, I always, and I will never, ever forget this. Because, see, when worship is in you, no matter what the circumstance you face, worship is what's going to come out, right? I'll never forget when, when Benison Marshall's son uh, 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 died playing basketball. She was at the hospital. I mean, very difficult situation. 16 years old. Same situation, same circumstance. And people were there. But you know what? She could not connect with the people. She needed God. So what did she do? She went in right in the... It didn't matter who was there. She went into worship. She went into speaking in tongues, beginning to worship her God, because that was the one that had to heal her. We couldn't do nothing, but because of that relationship that she had with God at that time when hardship came and the most difficult time in her life, what did she do? She went into worship. Automatically, she went into worship. See, that's how important worship is. We don't never know what we're going to face. We have, today we think we got it going on, but we don't know what tomorrow is. We don't even know what the next moment is. So it's important. Our private ministry is very important. 
Because the private ministry is what helps us get through the difficult times. Amen? It's about that, 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 that relationship with God. Your relationship, very important. Relationship with God. So he tells us now, you, you, you need to dress, you need to keep your soul. You need to go into worship. You, 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 you need to make sure that you be on God because Satan will want you not to worship the Father. Amen? See, that's how, that's how your anointing breaks yokes. That's how your anointing breaks yokes. When you go into worship, when everything is up against you, when you go into worship with God, it begins to destroy yokes. I mean, a lot of times we be in bondage. But see, it destroys yokes. Amen? We're talking about the voice. The voice. Now, let's drop down to verse number 18. So, first of all, our, our relationship has to be established with God. Now, here's the second thing. Verse number 18. The Bible says, And the Lord God said, It is not good, y'all catch this, that man should be what? Alone. It is not good, huh? And the Lord God said, "It is not good that the that the man should be alone. I will make him a helpmeet." Now, the next thing he's showing him is about uh, the social, uh, mankind being sociable. See, he says it's not good for man to be alone, right? So, so that means man is, is a social uh, being. He's a social being. And because he's a social being, for all those folks who say, I like to be by myself all the time, you know, you're out of the will of God. Because the word of God says right here, he said, it is not good for a man to be where? Alone. I just got to be, my, be by myself. I don't want to be bothered with nobody. Well, let me tell you, you're going against the word of God. Because God says it's not good. It's not good. And there's a reason why he says it's not good. He said, I'm going to make you a helpmate. A helpmate. I, I looked at the word helpmate. Now, now the root word for helpmate means a czar. Uh, and a czar means to, to surround in the act of protecting or to help by support in hardship or difficulties or distress. So once you understand why it's essential about a help me, because, see, God put that help me there. See, that's part of that social structure of man. So sometimes we wonder why, why women are so protected. It's in their nature. It's, it's in the DNA. It, hello, men folk. It's in our nature. Amen. It, it, it's in our nature. Because the word of God says, he says, I'm going to give you a help me. Now, would that help me for, for that definition, meaning to surround in the act of protecting? So how many mothers always look to, to protect their, their children, right? That, that's our part of our DNA. That's in us. God designed us that way. Amen. And then he went on to say that whenever to be an aid or a help by support in hardship or difficulty. See, whenever a person is going through. You know, see, by being that help me, see, part of our job is, is to uh, be that aid there when they're going through difficult times or at times of distress. Amen? But I'm going to show you something else that I found to be very interesting. Very interesting. And it, it, I, all these years, I, I missed it. Is it okay because I, I missed something after all these years? I missed this. As long as I've been preaching the gospel since 1983, I missed this. I looked at the very next verse after verse number 18. 
If you look at verse number 19, it says, And out of the ground the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every fowl of the air and brought them unto Adam, hmm, brought them to Adam to see what he would call them. And whatsoever Adam called every living creature, that was the name thereof. All, it never dawned on me when, when they talked about that word help me, that he was going to make man a help me, that he didn't immediately begin to put him to sleep and form Eve. The next thing he calls, he calls for the animal kingdom. Think about that. How many, do, do we ever, do, do we even think about that? I wonder why. Why did he not just automatically say, okay, it's time for Adam to go to sleep. I've got to take uh, Eve from your rib so you can have a help me. But God did not do that. He calls for the animal kingdom to come there at that which he had already created, and he brought them to Adam. He, didn't bring, he did not bring Eve to Adam first. He brought the animal kingdom to, to Adam. I said, well, Lord, look at that. Why did you do that? I thought you was talking about Adam needing to help me. And he brings the uh, animal kingdom. And, and, and God reveals to me, he says like this. He says, before he can give Adam his bride, he had to set up his kingdom first, just like Christ. Before the bride, we being a bride of Christ, before we can, we can be in marriage with Christ, the kingdom has to be set up first. So he first has to set up the kingdom, the animal kingdom, and there's a reason. Because when, when man sinned, everything went wacko. Everything went wacko. See, harmony. I heard the Lord say harmony. He had to show him about harmony, and he used the animal kingdom to show him about harmony. Now, let's go to the book of Hosea. Give us a minute to get there. Hosea chapter number 2. Now, keep your place now in Genesis, because we're going to go back there in that chapter. Hosea chapter number 2. Hosea chapter number 2. Hosea number two. Right after Daniel, I believe it is. Right after the book of Daniel. Hosea chapter number two. Remember now, he calls the animal kingdom to Adam and he tells him to, to name them. Okay? Even before even Eve come on, on, on scene. He deals with the animal kingdom. He's talking about harmony. That's why it's so important to have harmony in the family. See, God's teaching. There's some things we, we miss, okay? Now, Hosea chapter number 2, looking at verse number 18. It says, And in that day will I make a covenant, meaning an agreement, for them with the beasts of the field. He had to make a covenant with them. With the beasts of the field and with the fowls of heaven and with the creeping things of the ground. And then he says, And I will break the bow and the sword, and the battle out of the earth. Then he goes on to say, and will make them to lie down safely. In other words, he's brought all the animals the kingdom together again. And see, that's such a battle in the earth. If you think about the way it should have been or the way it was in the very beginning, I mean, God brought the animals to, to Adam. And, 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 and they were sensitive. They received him. But see, now it's, it's totally different. Let's go to another scripture to prove it. Now, let's look at uh, Isaiah, the book of Isaiah. I think we're going to verse number, chapter number 11. Uh, Isaiah chapter, yeah, chapter number 11. Amen. Because see, once Adam fell, 
He messed up even the animal kingdom. That was messed up too. See, the, see it's, 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 it's a whole lot there with, within the book of Genesis. It, it's so much there. Now, uh, Isaiah chapter number 11. Are we there? Because we talked about the voice, but there's some, some ground rules that have to be set. See, first your relationship, your private ministry has to be established. Then we have to recognize that we are social beings, and we can't get along in this world, Bible says, according to the Word of God, because it's not good for us to be alone. Amen. And now he says we've got to have harmony. Harmony. Now, Isaiah chapter number 11, looking at verse number 6. But see, prior to verse number 6, then, then God has destroyed or slayed all wickedness. Now, verse number 6, now watch this. This is how it shows, shows that there's uh, animosity even in the animal kingdom. See, not only when Adam fell, he messed up the animal kingdom because now looking at verse number 6, he says, The wolf also shall dwell with the what? The lamb. Now, you let a wolf and a lamb get together now and see who will be minced meat. The wolf will be an ate up the lamb, right? So now when that day comes, see, when the, when the restoring... Of, 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 of the kingdom and the way it should be, then things, the order of things are going to change. It says, The wolf also shall dwell with the lamb, the leopard shall lie down with the kid, and the calf and the young lion and the fatling together, and a what? A little child will lead them. Is that not what Adam did in the beginning? So what's happened? That there's a restoring of what God did in the very beginning. Can you imagine a little child leading a lion? Just thinking about it. See, this is what the Word of God says is going to happen. Then verse 7 says, And the cow and the bear. Now, you know, that don't make a good mate. And the cow and the bear shall feed. Their young ones shall lie down together. I mean, the cubs. They're going to lie down together. And the lion shall eat straw like the ox. See, when, 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 when things are back restored, because see, right now, it messed up the animal kingdom. It, it messed that up. Well, see, it messed up the harmony with God. said, what I want to say. Thank you, Holy Spirit. It messed up the harmony that was established in the, in the earth in the very beginning. Okay? It messed it up. Now, now let's go down to, to um, chapter number 3, looking at verse number 8. Verse number 8, chapter number 3. Now, verse 8 says, And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. Now, there's some things that has to be established here. Now, we're not talking about normal trees, okay? We'll show that in the Scripture. Now, any time we're outside of the will of God, we will hide ourselves. You, you know how it is when, you, when you, you, you're walking with the saints of God and all of a sudden you're not walking with the saints of God and you're walking out of the will of God? We don't like, we feel uncomfortable when we do show up with the saints of God. I don't know about y'all, but I do. Amen. I, I feel uncomfortable. Amen. I feel uncomfortable. So he, they, they had done what God told them not to do. See, anytime we do those things that God tells us not to do, it, it causes a separation between us and the Lord. Because then we want to hide. We want, we, we, we want to hide. I found it to be strange is this. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden. How can you hear a voice walking? Think about it. How can you hear a voice walking? <laughs> but God has a way 
Remember now, the garden is our soul, right? So he is walking within our soul. See, that thing you call conscious, you know, our conscious will talk to us. So what's happening, God is walking in the conscious of our soul. You know when we mess up. We know when we, we, when we sin and we think don't nobody know about us. Amen. Amen. When we think we got it all covered up and all hid. Amen. Well, there's another one that's walking in, in our soul. You know, God himself. And see, that conscience will convict us. And we're like, and you can, you can walk into a room and you'll know nobody don't know nothing, but you'll feel so guilty. I hope. We just say amen. Thank you, Mr. Marshall. Actually, she acknowledged. Amen. See, in other words, truth. Amen. Some of us are so religious, we're like, okay, not not even wait a minute. Do I have to go down to the telephone when when the, when the bill collector calls and we act like he ain't there instead of talking on the telephone? Amen. I, you see the number, but I'm not home. Or if somebody accidentally answers the phone, tell them I'm not here. That's a lie. I heard, I heard, I heard Dick and James say, Amen. Amen. You see, 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 there are little things. And, and let me get down to this too. Um, I'm, I'm getting down in our, in our stuff right now, but we're going to get back. I'm going to have to get, bring it down low. Amen. So we can understand. When we got these jobs, you know, and we got a, what is it, 40, 30 minute break? We got a 10 minute break, or we may have a 15 minute break. You know, uh, and then we get a, a, our 10-minute break extended to 15. Oh, we, amen, that's right, okay, all right. So, so we go to the bathroom about five minutes early, so we really got a 15-minute break. Amen. Uh, Deacon, you smile. Uh, yeah, you, you read me. You, you got the Holy Spirit, because sometimes we have to allow the Holy Spirit to come right up where we are. Amen. And he will do that because, see, we think, well, that's a little thing. No, sin is sin. Amen. Only man put uh, degrees to sin. Amen. You just robbed the man. You just robbed your boss. You just robbed him. Well, I didn't. No, you didn't. You can be there on your job eight hours a day, and uh, by the time that you're working, supposedly, you can just go through the motions but not really do the job. You're just going through the motions. So when you're just going through the motions, that means you're still robbing the man. So you, 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 you're not still not doing the right thing, amen? And better yet, don't talk about them phones on the job. Amen. Can we, can we really get in the Kool-Aid? Because, you know, all we want to do is tell, bring it home. See, we have to bring it home. Because a lot of times we'll look at Adam and have done that. Well, what are we doing? What are the body of Christ is doing? The, the man said, well, don't be on the telephone. Well... All of a sudden, you know, they got this, and I'll never forget this because I'm, you know, that manager part of me, I'm always looking. You know what I'm saying? You know, don't be on the phone, but you got these little, these little phone things you put in your ear now, your little ear bobs you put in your ear, and you're still on the phone talking. Well, you're still cheating the man because your, your focus and your concentration is not on what you're supposed to be doing. Amen? Wow. Amen. And, how, and we are what? Guilty. Amen. Amen. On cell phones and it's unsafe driving, texting. I heard another amen. Wow, okay. We, we got like, we ain't, we, we ain't done it. Yeah, we done it. Amen. <laughs> hey, what you said, that's right, amen. So we have to bring it home. We, we, you know, see, see, God will walk in, in, in our soul.
said, he said he was walking in the, in, the, in the cool of the day. I looked up that word cool there, and the word cool there, it has nothing to do with the temperature. That word cool there in Hebrew means breath, it means spirit, and it means wind. So he was walking in it so he could, you, whenever God begins to, to, to work on the inside of us, we can feel the presence of God. We can feel the convictions of the Lord. Amen. We feel it. We know when we're right. We know when we're wrong. Amen. So then what did they do? They went and hid themselves among the trees of the garden. In other words, they blended in. Now, let's go to the book of Job first, and then we're going to go to another thing dealing with these trees. Job chapter number 31. The book of Job. Talking about the voice now. We're almost done talking about the voice. Job chapter number 31. Say, hiding out. Hiding out. Hiding from the Lord. How can you hide from the presence of God and he's everywhere? We hide from man, but we think we're hiding from God. Don't want to hide from God. God is there. Amen. I mean, Job chapter number 31, uh, verse, number, verse number 33. Now, Job says it quite well. Job says, if I covered my transgression, transgression that means rebellion and it also means sin. See, whenever, whenever we cover our sins or whenever we, we try to cover our, our rebellious state, then God says that we will hide ourselves. See, that's what Adam and Eve did. The Bible says they tried to hide from his presence. You can't, God already knew where they were. He knows where we are. He knows what situation and circumstances we find ourselves in. Amen. So they try to hide. He says, uh, if, now he says if, now that's a big word there. If I covered my transgressions as Adam, he, he reflects back on Adam. He says, by hiding my iniquity in my bosom. In other words, we like to keep ourselves close. To and if God knows, and those that have the Holy Spirit, they know too. Amen. Now, let's look at these trees. Let's look at um, Mark chapter number 8. St. Mark chapter number 8. St. Mark chapter number 8. Talking about the voice. Amen. We want to make sure we stay with Genesis chapter number 3. Keep that. Now, St. Mark chapter number 8. And I say he hid themselves among uh, the trees of the garden. Okay? Now, when you look at St. Mark chapter number 8, it talks about, uh, okay, I'll read verse number 23. Start with verse number 23. St. Mark chapter number 8. Are we there? Now, verse number 23 says, And he, meaning Christ, and he took the blind man by the hand and led him out of the town. And when he had spit on his eyes and put his hands upon him, he asked him if he saw all. In other words, he asked him, What do you see? What do you see? Now watch this. Verse 24. 24 says, And he looked up and said, I see what? Men as what? Trees. Interesting. How was he seeing men, men as trees? What were these men doing? Walking. He saw men as trees walking. Okay. So when he saw men as trees, what he really saw was mankind in his original state. Okay. Now, look at verse number 25. 25 says, After that he put his hands again upon his eyes and made him look up 
and he was restored and saw every man clearly. Now, when you go back to Genesis chapter number 3, it talks about how they had hid themselves among the trees of the garden. Now, when we think about the Garden of Eden, automatically we think about trees. No, those are not trees. I'm going to blow your mind. Those are humans. They're humans. Think about it. Even though Adam and Eve was created, when, when they got put out of the garden, uh, when they got put out of the garden, and, and then, you know, the birthing came, and then there comes a time when, you remember when Cain uh, uh, killed his brother? All right. Now, when he, when he gets the curse and he's sent out, he's, he's sent to a place called Nod. In other words, that means there was some other folk there. There were other people there. See, a lot of times we don't want to teach that because we think it's blaspheming. We just think it was just Adam and Eve in the beginning. That was it. No, there were other folk there. See, God had... This is where the Holy Spirit put it to me. It's like God had pulled, pulled Adam and Eve. See, they're, they're pure spirit. What I couldn't understand, I've, I've asked this question over and over. How in the world you be pure spirit and you sin and you're tempted by Satan and he gets you to go the wrong direction? They, they were told spirit. You can only, the Bible says, uh, uh, we can only worship him in spirit and truth. So they communicated with him and told spirit. But they failed. They listened to what we call the whisper. Oh, Lord, enchanter, Satan. So that's how he gets us to fall. He used the same method that he used on the first Adam. Becoming, when it comes down to whispering, see, if anybody got to come and tell you, said, don't tell nobody. You better watch that person. Because you are not the only one they done told. They didn't want to another person and say, don't tell nobody. But after a while, everything that you said and some stuff added is out there, and you wonder how did it get there. Well, you said it. You listen to the whisper in chatter, and it calls you to fall. It's the, it's the same way in the, with, with the Garden of Eden, with Adam and Eve. They listen to the whisper in chatter. I'm like, wait a minute, God. Satan had to be awfully beautiful or in some type of way to influence Eve. He doesn't present himself as something bad or negative. That's not how he comes. He's very enticing, very, very uh, uh, loving, very, very gentle. He knows how to push our button. He knows what's to, how to, to deal with our flesh. He knows what we like. He knows what we like, and he knows what we're falling for, right? Amen. Amen. It's Valentine's Day. It's Valentine's Day. How many lovers do we have on Valentine's Day? Oh, y'all excuse me, but I, th I think we missed that. When I said we, when I said we missed that, th you know, when we're talking about how many lovers do we have on Valentine's Day, when it comes down to husband and wife, there should be only one lover, husband and wife, N not them others on the side. Can I, can I get it real? See, I'm not only talking to the people right here that I see. There are some people that's listening to us streaming live. Amen? And there are some people out there that has more than one Valentine's sweetheart. We got some on the side, but yet we got a contract called marriage. Amen? Amen? So we might as well get real in the house. Amen? See, if I'm going to bring it, I'm going to bring the whole thing. Amen? Amen? The voice. 
How many flowers did we send? Was it one set or was it two? Or was it the two different women? Or was it the two different... Can, can we, we, it's Valentine's Day. Amen. How much candy did we send? Nothing wrong with the Holy Ghost. Because, see, we live in a fallen world. We live in a fallen world. Amen. Amen. I can't make no excuses. Amen. So I guess we're going to get back to the wind. The voice. See, the voice, right now the voice is walking. <laughs> the voice is walking in the garden of our soul. Amen. And the Spirit is walking. The Spirit is walking. Amen. Amen. So let's go back to the book. Verse number 9 in, in Genesis chapter number 3. We're almost done. It says, And the Lord God called uh, Adam and said unto him, where art thou? See, that's what God is doing now. He's, he's calling the body of Christ. And he said, where are you? Where are you? See, they were in a relationship with God. They had that relationship with God, that private ministry. And, and, and see, there comes a time when we, when we get so busy, we no longer uh, become involved in the private ministry. And what God is saying, he said, where are you? He said, you used to have a date with me, but he said, where are you? You used to spend time with me, but, but where are you? I used to can show up at a designated time, at a designated place, and I could find my love there. And that's what it says in the Song of Solomon. He, he was chasing after his love. See, God shows up at that place where we used to set time with him, spend time with him, but he's still showing up. But who's absent? Man. Mankind is absent. That's right, sister. We are absent. So that's very important. Amen. Oh, yeah, well, one minute we got it on, and next minute we don't. We get so caught up in our things that we want to do that we fail that the most important relationship we can have is the one we've got. It's our private ministry. And then being sociable, we've got to be sociable, but make sure our sociableness is with our help me that God gave. That's what the Bible says. I can only get what the Word says. He said the one from, from, from your youth. That's what the book says. Amen. Boy, it's getting quiet in here, and I'm quite, I'm quite sure on streaming live and whoever's listening, it's probably getting quiet out there too. Amen. Amen. We just thank and praise God for the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now, look at that verse number 10 says, as he calls, see, right now God is calling. And what he's doing, he's calling us back to him because, see, once we are back to him, everything will get in line. Now, verse number 10 says, and he said, I heard thy voice in the garden. See, now the voice is no longer walking. See, the voice is no longer walking now. Now he said, I hear, I hear, I heard thy voice in the garden. He heard the voice in his soul. And then he says, I was afraid. Why was he afraid if he had not done nothing wrong? See, whenever God speaks, you know, sometimes we become afraid. We, we become afraid. He says, I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid because, he says what, I was naked. In other words, he he had saw himself just as he was. He had saw himself just how he was. Now, let's look at how he was. He says he was naked. Then he says, I hid myself. So what did he see? What was the nakedness that he saw? Let's look at Isaiah chapter number 64. Isaiah chapter number 64. Isaiah chapter number 64 and verse number 6. This is how he saw himself. See, whenever we, we, we fall out of our relationship with God, or fall out of our private ministry, or not sociable anymore with mankind, because God said, that all, if all possible, be at peace with all men. Amen. 
Now, Isaiah chapter number 64, this is what Adam saw when God says, who told you you were naked? You know, this is why he hid. Now, Isaiah chapter number 64, looking at verse number 6. 6, are we there? Verse 6 says, but we are all as an unclean thing, and all of our righteousness are as what? Filthy rags, and we all do what? Fade as a leaf, and our, uh, uh, and our iniquities, like the wind, have taken us away. So, so what are you saying, God? Adam saw himself as he was. The Bible said we're all, our righteousness is all as filthy rags. See, they had chose to, to take on the lies of Satan. So when they took on the lies of Satan, when, when, when they thought it was going to make them wise, because that's what it said, this is a tree that will make one wise. So when they took of that forbidden fruit and their eyes was open, he just saw himself just as he was, as a, as, as a filthy rag, as an unclean thing. So then he was naked, he was exposed. Then the next thing it says, he says, we all do fade as a leaf and as iniquity. Now, flip right quick to Psalms chapter number 8. And we're going to see what this, 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 this fading is. Psalm chapter number 8. What, what's fading when we, when we sin? When we fall out of the will of God and God has to begin to speak to us, let's see what's fading in Psalms chapter number 8. Amen? Psalms chapter number 8. Because we talked about man, mankind. Amen? Psalms chapter number 8. Are we there? Now, verse number say, 4 says, What is man, talking about God, what is man, talking about mankind, what is man that thou art mindful of him? What is it about us that God takes notice of? Then he says, and the son of man that thou would visit him. In other words, he watches over us all the time. He's always there for us. Then verse 5 says, for thou hast made him a little lower than the angels. And that word angels there means Elohim. That means they made him a little lower than himself. And then he says, and have crowned him with what? Glory and honor. See, when Adam sinned, when Adam fell, he lost his glory. See, what God gave him, see, he crowned him with glory and honor. He lost his glory and, and, and he lost his honor. It began to fade just like a leaf fade. See, it's the same thing when we walk outside of the will of God and, and we would turn our back on God and we continue to go in the wrong direction. Our glory that God has placed upon us, because Christ restored that back, our glory began to fade. You know how it is when you, when you first got saved and you was all into Jesus and your private ministry was so great and that was just a glow about you. It's beautiful. People ask, well, you change. You, you got a glow about you. Then all of a sudden, when things of life, and since we live in a fallen world, we begin to take on those things. After a while, the glory began to wing away. You, the, the, glory, the glory is not there as much. And see, we have to be careful because see what God said? He said, I'm calling you now. I'm calling you. He said, I'm walking up. I hear your Holy Spirit. God said, you can't get away from me. Why? Because I'm up in your soul. You can't get away from me. You might can get away from man. You might can go here. You might can go there. But you can never get away from God. God said, I'm right there in your soul. He said, I am walking up and down your soul. I'm walking. I'm wa-. He said, I am walking up and down your soul. That's scary. Because, see, we put God so distant and so far, it's just, and he's right, right in there, right in that temple. He's, that's where he is. He's right there. And then every now and then, when we go, 
Even sometimes just the just the, the least bit, you'll hear that voice. Wait, where are you going? You remember that voice that, that's, that's going to be hearing behind you? That voice that's going to be speaking. Them teachers, them spiritual teachers that be teaching right behind you from last Sunday. He said, yeah, them, 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 them voices will start speaking. Turn right, just the way you're supposed to go. But then, sometimes we don't do that. That's when he had to come hunt for us. See, right now, God's on a hunt. He's on a hunt for his children. He's on a hunt for his children. Because his children have gotten so entangled with the world, you can't tell one from the other. You can't tell one from the other. So he's on a hunt for who's real. Who really loves me? Who still is in worship with me? Who still is everything I set up? You know, the, the social. And who's still in harmony with God? See, well, once we're in harmony with God, the Word of God says, He'll make your, your enemies be at peace with you. See, that's what it's all about. Being in that relationship, being in harmony with God. Doing the things that God did in the very beginning. And it can only come by the means of Jesus Christ. Listen to the voice. Because see, the voice will convict us. The voice will convict us. And when we get to the point where we're rebellious, that's when, when the voice will say, okay, I'll turn you over to a reprobate mind. And that's one place you do not want to be. Not without under the protection of the Lord. Amen. So come on, let's give God a type of praise for his word. Amen. 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 The voice.